You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 10th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. If you have any complaints about this team's play, I am here to be your... Uh, I am here to take that abuse and, and answer your questions and, and try to calm and, and be a positive force because today we're going to talk all about Tuesday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. I'll have a recap of the game uh, and, and then some comments as well about the, the things that Frank Vogel said after the game. But if I had one word or, or, or phrase or description to describe Tuesday's game to the Dallas Mavericks, it is this. Hope you could hear me throwing that piece of paper away because that game was garbage. Let's dive right into it. A 114-99 loss to the Dallas Mavericks. A game that for, for at least a half it looked like Orlando was continuing to make the strides that, that we'd seen them make in the last week where they are playing more energetically. They were playing better basketball. But at the end of the day, it was the same old story. A great turn of phrase from Josh Robbins and his recap, and one that that I'm going to adopt because it's absolutely true. The same things, the same mistakes, the same frustrations that we have seen throughout this season, throughout this losing streak, this losing stretch. 25 games lost in the last 29 outings. 25 losses in the last 29 games. And there have been some bad ones. This one felt particularly bad. At least it felt particularly bad to me, especially knowing what's coming up in the future, knowing what this team talked about, knowing what Frank Vogel said after the game and and agreeing with it completely, and just knowing that this team has shown the effort, shown the ability to play at the level that that we know they can play at, and yet continually they just don't. Continually they're just unable to hit that level or respond even uh, when things get bad. In this game, Orlando started off a bit slow. They, they they had some odd bit of news at the beginning of the game. Uh, the Magic decided to hold to take to take Aaron Gordon out of the starting lineup. He violated team rules when, according to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, he reportedly missed or, or was late to the team's charter flight out of Orlando on Monday. Violation of team rules absolutely should be taken out of the starting lineup or whatever the, the appropriate punishment is. Uh, Frank Vogel said that there are that fine is usually the appropriate is usually the punishment for that, but um, when a fine isn't appropriate, they do other things, and that comment was a bit odd. Uh, but um, but in any case, Magic got off to a bit of a slow start. They got themselves going, took the lead. Um, it was a game of runs throughout the first quarter, but in the second quarter, Orlando took control of this game. Great defense held Dallas to 18 points. Um, got the offense going, took a 48-43 lead into the halftime locker room, and it looked like, okay, this is a tough game. Orlando's offense, not exactly the smoothest thing in the world in the first half, but their defense was giving them giving them plenty to, to rest on, get the offense straightened out, make some offensive adjustments in the locker room, and you might have something there. The effort, the energy, everything else was good. It, it, it checked off all the boxes, and it felt like against a Dallas team that had what, I think one more win, the same amount of wins as the Magic? Against that kind of a team, it felt like, okay, this is a game that the Magic might be able to take. This is a game that the Magic should be able to take. And uh, at least for a confidence boost heading into the next stretch of games where the Magic play at Milwaukee on Wednesday, at Washington on Friday, uh, home, 
No, uh, sorry. Uh, home to Minnesota on Tuesday at Cleveland next Friday at Boston on Sunday. It felt like it. It felt like they might be able to. You know, they might be able to to hang on there, and they might be able to, uh, um, kind of, kind of get get a little bit of a conference boost, something that this team needs. And and yeah, I, I can already hear the people that I, I say this a million times. I can already hear the, the the tankers saying, "No, no, this is a good loss. This is this is this is a team that the Magic need to stay ahead of in the tank race." I I, I just don't subscribe to that philosophy, and I'm not gonna. I, I don't think I should cover the team or talk about the team with that philosophy because as long as the players and coaches are out there out there, they should be trying to win games. And this was a winnable game. And that is where my frustration comes in watching this team play. Because, because, And I'm sure the coaches feel the same way. We all know they can play better. And what they did in the third quarter was just... It's, it's beyond the point of being angry. It's just disappointment. It's just, come on, guys. you know We know what you can do. We know that you are better than this and you are not showing it on the floor. Dallas scores 71 points. Remember, they only had 43 at halftime. They score 71 points in the in the second half, including 39 in the third quarter, nearly the second straight third quarter with, with 40 points from the opponent for the Magic. Dallas just did whatever they wanted. They torched the Magic's defense uh, in, in and out through the pick and roll, um, getting uh, to, to the basket, getting, th- getting threes, kicking back out, rebounding the ball. Everything the Magic just couldn't get them back under control. They they just weren't able, and and you could see kind of their faces get dejected, especially as they miss shots um, on the other end, and you could just see the frustration just growing in this team. Orlando was just not able to keep pace, and a five point halftime lead quickly became a five point deficit, quickly became a ten point deficit, and from there Orlando was chasing uphill the rest of the way. Orlando did get the lead down to four points thanks to a long jumper by Aaron Gordon with about three minutes left, and it looked like okay. It, 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 throughout much of the second half, it felt like the eight-point deficit the Magic were facing was a 20-point deficit, but it was an eight-point deficit. And Aaron Gordon hitting a key shot enabled the Magic to to get back into the game and, and, and get back into the race, and, and it seemed like that would be the little shot in the arm that the Magic would need, and that would be... Uh, a potential to 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 you know win ugly. I mean, Aaron Gordon did not have a good game. He was out of rhythm all night long with his shot, but he had a he had a really nice play. I thought where he tipped the ball to himself to to get an offensive rebound, fought and scrapped hard for an offensive rebound, and jammed it back in emphatically with a, with one hand. Uh, those kinds of plays, you saw those little flashes from this team. And again, it's just like we know you have it in you. We know you can fight. We know you can you can dig down deep and make these kinds of plays that you have to make to win games, and yet they just weren't able to close the deal. They weren't able to finish it out. Dallas made a couple of shots, um, got a couple and ones late, extended that four-point lead back out to nine, and that was just about it. Eventually, they were able to pull ahead by 15 uh, with some garbage-time buckets as Orlando was just unable to keep pace. The final score, the Dallas Mavericks 114, the Orlando Magic 99, and if you're interested... The Magic now sit second in lottery odds, game and a half behind the 10 and 30 Atlanta Hawks, a game ahead of the 12 and 27 Memphis Grizzlies. That's the Magic at 12 and 29 now at the midpoint of the season on pace for 24 wins. Their worst, their worst mark in some time, definitely uh, since the second year of the rebuild. And, you know, maybe we could consider this the second year of the rebuild, considering you got Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac already in tow. Uh, so you get your third top pick 
coming up uh, next in this year's draft. Uh, right now, Orlando is looking pretty good to land one of the top three picks in the draft, of course. It is a lottery. Nothing's guaranteed, but here we are at the midpoint of the season, and that is what we are talking about. I've just ran the Tankathon sim lottery, uh, lottery sim three times, and the Magic stayed second, so... Aiton or Donkic, make your pick, or Bagley or Young or whoever. Um, we'll talk more about the draft later. I want to talk about the here and now, and that is this game. Let's run through the stats real fast for you here. Uh, the Magic are led in scoring by Aaron Gordon, 19 points, 6 for 16, shooting 1 for 7 from beyond the arc, 8 rebounds, just out of rhythm all game, I have to say. Um, I, I thought uh, he, just, he, just, he just couldn't buy a bucket tonight. Um, and and I, I, there, there were moments where I was like, I like that Aaron Gordon was fighting hard, and it felt like there were moments where he was about to take over the game. Um, it just never happened. And, you know, I, I, I in my grades post, I gave him a D. Or I think I actually, I, I upgraded him to a C-. minus. He did some good things. Um, his shot just was not was not going down tonight. Um, he found a way to still, still contribute. But uh, the fact that he was not in the starting lineup from the beginning, um, just ex- I'm just disappointed in, in that. Um, you know, I think... You know, we're, we're at the point now, and, and I've discussed this whenever I've talked about the Magic and their long-term future. We're at the point now where the Magic are going to build around Aaron Gordon. And that comes with responsibility, and that comes with leadership responsibility as well. Whether you want it or not, that does come with that kind of responsibility. I was glad to see the Magic hold him accountable for his mistakes. Um, he, he talked to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel about it afterward and said he needed to be a little bit better with his time management and such. Uh, and so I think that... Um, I think that that's perfectly fair. I mean, he's still a 22-year-old kid. Um, but you expect more from him now. You expect him to set an example. Uh, and, and typically with his hard work, he does. Um, you know, he may not be a, a leader by experience quite yet, but he is someone that has to take take the reins. And like I've said, I, I think that the rest of the season is about him taking those reins. And yeah, the Magic needed to get him more involved maybe in the fourth quarter. But uh, an interesting, difficult game for him, a difficult day for him, obviously. Uh, with with the with the quasi suspension coming up, Mario Zonia with 14 points, five for nine shooting, two for four from beyond the arc, four rebounds, four assists. Another really good game for Mario Zonia, I have to say. He had seven of his 14 points in the first quarter, starting for for Aaron Gordon. He had a big three. Was eight, was driving aggressively. Big reason why the Magic were able to withstand that first run from the Mavericks, take a little bit of a lead. I think they were up nine four or twelve four um, early in the game, and Zonia was a big reason why. Uh, so another really solid game. He still makes few mistakes here and there, but they're becoming less and less and less. Um, he, I, I, I've, I've said this whenever I've talked about Mario Azonia. You can't think of him as fifth overall pick Mario Azonia anymore. He's not that guy. What he needs to be is role player Mario Azonia. And I think we are seeing role player Mario Azonia. The last two games have been very, very encouraging. Putting back-to-back good games together is a great sign for the young guy. Um, and, and so I think that uh, Azonia has really played well. Um, I, I noted this afterward with how poorly the Magic played, both the, the starting lineup. Essentially, if you look at this team's plus-minus, and I don't like looking at individual plus-minuses, but you look at it as a group. Everyone in the Magic starting lineup had a plus-minus of at least minus 23. Mario Zonia was minus 23. Again, that doesn't mean Zonia played poorly. That just means the lineup he was in played poorly. Everyone on the bench, outside of Shelvin Mack and Ken Burch, who only played a minute, had a plus minus of at least uh, had at least a pos- a plus minus of plus ten, say for Aaron Gordon, who played a lot with the starters and was even. So 
The bench played really, and an odd twist, the bench played really well and the starters played really poorly, but Mario Zoni definitely stood out among the starters. Um, I, you know, I, I think that the Magic do need to think about switching up their starting lineup a little bit, that the losing keeps going. Players are not playing up to the level that they need to play at, like I've said. They keep making the same mistakes. We're seeing third quarter problems where the Magic just don't come out of the locker room effective, effectively. So I would I would seriously think about moving Mario Zoni into the starting lineup over Jonathan Simmons. Uh, Simmons, three points, one for seven shooting, two assists back from the back spasms that kept him out of Saturday's game. Um, really struggled with a shot. Uh, you know, I, I've you know for, I, I'll I'll give Simmons a little bit of a pass because Frank Vogel I thought made a really good point. Simmons has played this year nearly as many minutes at the midpoint of the season as he did all of last season with San Antonio. So uh, Vogel hypothesized that there might be a little bit of fatigue setting in with him. That you know he's he's not used to playing this many minutes in such a short amount of time. And so he's struggling a little bit to have his legs under him and, and knowing how to work his way through the season this way. And it's it's something he had to learn and something I think the Magic, you know, we're certainly free to let him learn. Uh, but I think it might be more beneficial to bring him off the bench. Uh, that, that There's been that theory around for a while in any case. Uh, but, uh, but Simmons really struggling right now. There's no getting around it. Evan Fournier, 12 points, 6 for 14 shooting, missed all four of his three-pointers, four rebounds, two assists for him. Again, he's struggling a little bit with shot two. I think he's still getting his legs under him after the ankle injury that kept him out for so long. Uh, so difficult game for him uh, as well. Uh, DJ Augustin, 18 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 4 for 5. 5 assists, 2 turnovers. Probably one of the better players on the floor for the Magic tonight. Um, I thought he did a good job getting into the paint, getting it, getting it, getting the ball moving, which, which wasn't always the case, uh, especially off the bounce. And he made his 3-pointers, which was something the Magic desperately needed. Orlando only shot... 11 for 29 from beyond the arc, 45.6% from the floor. So they needed every single one of those shots to go in to help them stay in this game. Uh, other notables, Maurice Spates, 13 points. Typical Maurice Spates game for him. Uh, Alfred Payton, 8 points, 4 assists, 3 turnovers as well, 3 for 7. DJ Augustin actually finished the game for the Magic. On the Dallas side, Dirk Nowitzki with a season-high 20 points. 6 for 13 shooting. Dennis with Jr., 20 points on 8 for 19 shooting. 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Yogi Ferrell, 15 points off the bench, just tortured the Magic's defense, including Evan Fournier. Again, just everyone, everyone played poor defense, so I don't, I, I shouldn't single anyone out. Um, the team just was very poor with its rotations. Uh, let Dirk Nowitzki match up with Alfred Payton way too many times. Just, just poor switching, poor communication. Um, so just a bad game overall for the Magic uh, as as they give up 114 points and fall to the Dallas Mavericks. Once again, the final score, the Dallas Mavericks 114, the Orlando Magic 99. Magic back in action Wednesday night against the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, Wednesday's always a busy night in the NBA. And and and, and the Magic playing Wednesday, of course, against Milwaukee should be an interesting game. It's always fun to watch Giannis. Uh, but I, I know Wednesday is the day to, to hit up my phone, to, to dial up my, my, my favorite fantasy game and try and win some money. Because, of course, more options, more players, more chances to win. And so when I want to play daily fantasy, I go to, to my new favorite app, and that is Draft. I've talked about it on the show for several weeks now, and they keep they keep coming back. It's daily fantasy basketball. Dra- the Draft is just fantastic. It is daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. There's no complicated salary cap formulas, there's no worrying about finding value or bargains or, or trying to say, oh, everyone's going to pick LeBron James. Everyone's going to pick Giannis Antetokounmpo. I got to find the, the guy that no one's going to pick. 
No. In draft, you play real-life snake drafts with other people just like in your season-long league. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there is no management. Just set your lineup and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that is it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for real cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there is a draft for everyone. I'm partial to the $3 games. No salary caps. You play in a real-life snake draft just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. What literally happens is you enter a lobby. Draft is maybe four, six, ten people, and you do a real-life fantasy draft. Only one person gets LeBron James. Only one person gets Giannis Antetokounmpo. Only one person gets future NBA All-Star Aaron Gordon. You have to be the one to outwit everyone in your league, and the winner takes home the prize. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code LOMAGIC. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LOMAGIC on your first deposit on Draft. And if you haven't tried Draft yet, I highly suggest it. It is a lot of fun. It's something different. And so I would definitely give it a whirl on Wednesday. You know, uh, we're going to do mid-season review stuff. Mid-season review. Um, t- Tuesday was game 41, so we were officially at the midpoint of the season at 12 and, 12 and 29 now. Magic are on pace to win 24 games, which isn't good, um, obviously. Uh, and, you know, the playoffs are probably gone. And, and so, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of hand-wringing about the future and we'll get into trade deadline stuff uh, moving on down the road. Uh, we're a month away from the trade deadline. We'll get into the draft plenty. I've already begun talking about it on air, um, and it sucks that we're talking about it so early, but that's that's life. Um, but there are still games to play, and not you know, as much as the Magic probably need to flip over their core, they're not going to be able to flip over their entire core in one summer, I don't believe. And in any case, there is something much deeper going on here than injuries, than players not being up to the talent level that they need to be. And it's been hard to really put a finger on exactly what that is, what those problems are. It's been extremely difficult to do that, in fact. The only thing that I've really been able to say and and, and, and say with much definitiveness is that it, it feels like there is a very deeply rooted cultural problem with the team. And that's a big reason why the core needs to flip over. And I thought that in his post-game comments, Frank Vogel really called out his team in a way that 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 he hasn't so much before. I think he's he's done it like this before, and it's a tactic that he does try. But it 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 really speaks to the heart of the matter with this team. Frank Vogel simply put and I'll paraphrase because I don't have the quote directly in front of me, but simply put, said, the Magic are not tough enough. We're not, or we're not tough enough to win this game on Tuesday night. This, an imminently win- winnable game 
against a team that is just as bad and struggling as much as you are in the record in the win loss column. A team that, despite that, feels like they have a brighter future. You know, Rick Carlisle gets them playing hard. They have a distinct identity. They have, they have a living legend in Dirk Nowitzki. Their outlook looks brighter than the Magic's for some reason. And it, and it does come down to this strange little word with all its connotations and all its, its meaning. The Magic are not tough enough. If you've heard me on this podcast, you know I don't like words like tough because you can't measure tough. You can't put your finger on tough. Everyone has a different definition of tough. I've gotten into arguments with people about the definition of perhaps it's, it's, it's antonym soft. What does it mean to be soft? I have no clue. But in this case, I do agree with Frank Vogel that there is a certain lack of toughness that this Magic team is missing. And so, that to me is a big, is A, the reason why the Magic lost the game Tuesday, but is a big reason why the Magic continue to struggle over and over and over again. To me, toughness is the ability to persevere. It isn't, I'm not, I don't want to get into physical, to, 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 Toughness being a synonym for physicality, which the Magic certainly do need a a bit of an injection of. They need guys who are willing to get hit and willing to hit back. To me, though, toughness is more about your ability to take a a punch, like a run, and to, to hold firm. To believe in your bedrock principles as a team, your defensive identity, your offensive identity. That even when things aren't going your way, even when the shots aren't falling, even when they're making tough shots, which Dallas did a little bit down the stretch, that you will stick with it and give yourself the chance to win. To me, this is the element the Magic have been missing. This is the element the team has been unable to reconcile. And to me, this inability to persevere when things go wrong, to to heed warnings from the coaching staff, to make adjustments, this is the toughness the magic lack. And when you think of it that way, of course the magic are struggling. Because Frank Vogel has done a lot of the thing, or has, has given all these warnings to the team, or at least he said he has. And yet they keep making the same mistakes. There was that game a few, few times ago where Vogel said, we specifically practiced boxing out, and we didn't box out tonight. They had another moment like that Tuesday. After Tuesday's game, he, he said at, at, at the halftime locker room, that they specifically talked about their poor starts out the third quarter and said, we need to come out of the locker room with fire and take, keep control of this game. Instead, the Magic laid an egg in the second half. Not only did they fail to make any adjustments, they failed to show up. 
The Magic in the first half gave up only 43 points. That equated to 87, an 87.6 defensive rating. So the Mavericks scored only 87.6 off uh, points per 100 possessions. Orlando gave up 71 points in the second half. To Dallas, a team that plays at a relatively slow pace, that equated to a 166.7 points per 100 possessions offensive rating. 166 points per 100 possessions. That is unfathomably unfathomably bad defense. And if not for the Magic scoring 120 points per 100 possessions, they would have gotten blown out. That's how an 8-point deficit feels like a 20-point deficit. Because you're not getting the stops. You're not digging down deep. You're not making those little plays. You're not knocking a team off rhythm, however you have to do it. You're not doing what needs to be done to win games. You're letting missed shots, the few that you have, dictate your your game. You're letting a lack of energy. You're not bringing energy to begin with. But you're not actively trying to stop the other team. That's what we saw Tuesday night. And that's what we've seen consistently in third quarters this year. The Magic have been bad defensively coming out of the locker room this year. They give up the third worst mark in the league. Third worst defensive rating in the league in the third quarter this year. 111.4 points per 100 possessions in the third quarter this year. Points allowed per 100 possessions in the third quarter this year. Orlando's hovering at about 105 offensive rating for the year. This is a bad team. They're probably going to get beaten most quarters, but that quarter is especially bad. So is the second, by the way. But this team's bench has been a mess all year. The last five games, so since Nikola Vucevic's injury, the third quarter has been much, much worse. In the last five games, the Magic have given up 132.6 points per 100 possessions into third quarter. 132 points per 100 possessions. You don't want to know how much the Magic are scoring in the third quarters right now. 94. The Magic are getting outscored by nearly 40 points per 100 possessions in the third quarter. By far the worst mark in the league over the last five games. Again, this is not an issue of the Magic failing to make adjustments coming out of the locker room. This is the Magic failing to even show up. This is the Magic failing to take a punch and punch back. This is the Magic rolling over. And yeah, they fought Saturday against Cleveland. They wouldn't have had to fight so much or fight from so far back or that fight would have been enough to win the game if they hadn't given up 40 points in the third quarter. There's just such a lack of focus, a lack of attention to detail on both ends of the floor right now that there is no hope of winning. Dennis Green said it best. You are what your record says you are. And in this case, the Magic are probably better than what they're... The Magic are probably worse than what their record says says they are. And it's because of things like this. It's because of their, their, just, their just inconsistency. Their frustrating, maddening inconsistency. In one moment, they show that they're capable of playing at an incredibly high level. 
of competing with a team like Cleveland, of beating Oklahoma City, of of beating some some pretty good teams. They've they've had some good wins on their resume, and then they just disappear, never to be seen again. Unable to reach back and get that get that will again. Some of it is yeah, young teams have to learn these lessons, but. A lot of these young players should have learned these lessons already. And for whatever reason, the Magic cannot pull together and make this mark. And so, yeah, I think it is safe to say the Magic are not tough enough. The Magic do not show the resiliency and the attention to detail necessary to win. And everything Frank Vogel says seems to fall on deaf ears. It bears repeating. The Magic have lost 25 of their last 29 games. 25 of their last 29 games. If that doesn't piss you off as a player, I don't know what's going to motivate you. Coach Vogel has now challenged their toughness. But just like at halftime of this game when he challenged them to be better in the third quarter, it doesn't seem like there's much hope they'll answer that challenge. And that feeling, the evidence that we have that they probably won't, That seems like reason enough to go through another rebuild. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Um, we also should be loaded up on Spotify, if not if, if we aren't up there already. Some of the Locked on Podcasts have migrated over there. If we're not up there already, I haven't checked yet. Um, we should be going up there soon, so be on the lookout for that if that's how you consume your podcast. You can, of course... Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com, as well as follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily or at PhilipRR underscore OMD. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Once again, the final score of the Orlando Magic fall to the Dallas Mavericks, 114-99. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Magic. We'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Until then, though, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.